good morning and welcome to Noah's Wind. If you've been with us the last two days, you know that Morales and I are in Gunnison, Colorado. I had a little ministry trip and then we had a couple of days uh, to celebrate Mary Alice's birthday here. But we're uh, we're taping this on Friday, and as I said, uh, I think yesterday, we're, we're hoping our flight's on time and it's not canceled. And by the way, it's like 60-something degrees here. Oh, so yeah, don't nice. say that. Mary Alice, <laughs> people feel bad at us if they hear that. But uh, we've just been sharing some things that we got out of the Bible as Mary Alice is reading through the book of Acts. And if you were with us Monday and Tuesday, you know that Paul is arrested. He's appealed his case to Caesar, so consequently, he's got to go to Rome. It's been in his heart to go to Rome for a long time. Rome is the power center. It's the center of everything. And so even though Paul is uh, being taken ultimately to Caesar to appeal his case, uh, God's going to do great things in this season. And so now, Mary Alice, just to bring the narrative up to, up to where we are, Paul is in prison, but not really. He's allowed to have his own lodgings, his own quarters. Um, and he's got a soldier with him at all times. So he, it's not it, it house arrest is what we right, call this right, today. And uh, Paul is going to take this opportunity because in Rome, uh, obviously he's concerned about the Roman Gentiles, but there are also a lot of Jewish people living in Rome that Paul's never met before. They, they probably work there. They're probably, I mean, they could even be part of the government, history tells right. us. So uh, Rome was an ex uh, Judaism was an accepted religion in Rome, at least at this time. Right. Later it wasn't. Uh, so now Paul is in his, in his house. He's mm -hmm. technically under arrest. What happens now? So he, he sends word out, and remember we said yesterday that there was a welcoming committee, and uh, as he did when he was traveling on his missionary journeys, he would always start with, the, you know, the synagogues would be a place where he could uh, talk about Jesus from the perspective of the scripture. So, but what he did first was he asked those that greeted him, would you just get word out to all the Jews in, in the area to come here? I want to get acquainted and tell them my story. And I think... I love that, and I hope you'll grab your Bible and read that whole account. But one of the things I love about that is, you know, if you if you want to know how to uh, share the Lord with people, if you want to know how to witness to people, the first thing you need to do is just want to get acquainted. Uh, there are three things I see here. Yeah. You know, a typical preacher, I see things in three threes. Points. Yeah, three <laughs> so I want to bounce these off of you and see how you feel about this. Because the three things that jump out off the page to me are, number one, Paul is hosting. Mm -hmm. Number two, mm -hmm. he's inviting people over that he has something in common with. Right. And number three, he tells him his story. Right. And I just don't know that there are better ways of witnessing mm -hmm. than those three things. Mm -hmm. Hosting, mm -hmm. inviting people over that you have some kind of connection with, something right. in common with, maybe, you know, part of a hobby or maybe people you work with or something. And then he, tell, he, he tells him his story. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you and I have talked about this for years. I know this is a big thing for, for you, a starting point in the past. Um is that people can disagree with your your views, but they can't they can't knock yeah, your story. Your story. Yeah. And, and your story is as personal as you as your own person. I mean, it is your encounter with the Lord, and that's what Paul would have told him. And and we see in that account, if you go and read it, that he used the scriptures, which of course at that point he would be talking about the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So he he was telling his story, but he was also using the Old Testament scripture to point to Jesus. So. He had both things. He did. Well, he knew that he knew that being Jewish, they would have had the they Old Testament. The, right. They would have had the Bible. They would have regarded the Bible as the Word of God, but they didn't see Jesus as the Messiah. Right. So right. Paul had to connect those those two. But you know, for those of you who who have people that you know and that you love, and you want God to use you to um, to witness to them and to share the gospel with them, let's just take our example from Paul. And the first thing is just to reach out to get acquainted. Because, um, like Mark said, that that is the the beginning of an opportunity. We used to have this saying: was uh, 
they don't they don't care what you know until they know that you care. Mm-hmm. And just reaching out and hosting someone and 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 being a good listener as well as telling your story, but being a good listener because everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Everybody and there's just something about hosting, inviting somebody to your mm-hmm. house, inviting someone to lunch. I was just reading a biography of uh, well, you know, I've had very few heroes that weren't were preachers, but one of my heroes is Tom Landry. And Tom Landry had grown up in church. He was an assistant coach in New York for the Giants. He was very successful, but he just something was missing in his life, and he couldn't he couldn't tell what it was. And a friend invited him to a breakfast, and that's what started what ultimately became the story of Tom Landry. I don't I mean he, he did hundreds of Billy Graham crusades with Billy Graham, shared his faith with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, but it all started with someone inviting him to breakfast. Mm-hmm. So sharing a meal or inviting someone over automatically uh, uh, brings warmth to relationships so that you can talk to them about the work. And I think, this, and not, we should talk to everybody, but I think especially reaching out to the community that we mm-hmm. have something in right. common with is right. really important. When I think about, to me, this is all about building bridges because that's what we do. We can't bring anybody into the family of God. Only the Holy Spirit can right. do that when that person chooses to accept Christ. But what we can do is build a bridge. And, you know, when you think about bridges, bridges are not built across the widest expanse. They're built across the most narrow expanse. Right. You know, the whoever designs the bridge will find the place where the gap is the smallest. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's a big thing for us when we witness to think about people that we have a whole lot in common with. And it's that narrow point that we build a bridge. I mean, if you want a great example of this from the Bible, look at Jesus with the Samaritan woman in John 4. I mean, in this case, they were a long ways apart. But what was the closest point? She came for water. He asked, give me a drink. Right, you know, he, right. he built that, took that closest yeah. point to build a bridge. Yeah. And, yeah. Very often you can build a connection with food or water. Well, that goes back to hosting, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. And then, then telling your story. Uh, there's something about a story that draws us in, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, as I said, people can disagree with your faith. They can disagree with your views about the Bible, but they can't disagree with your story. And Paul did this. I mean, he was one of the most brilliant thinkers in the world. And he could have gone into all kinds of minutiae and detail. And yet look at what he says every time when he's giving his testimony, you know, whether it's before Festus or Felix or ultimately Caesar. It's like I was on the road to Damascus. I was going to arrest Christians at a bright light shine from heaven. Over and over and over, he told that simple story of what God did in his life. And, and maybe you didn't see a bright light from heaven, but you can tell your story of how the Lord came into your life and how you came to know and trust him and what he's done in your life since then. So everyone has a story. Everyone's got a story. Yeah, that's true. Well, I hope this is a blessing to us. I know it's an encouragement to me. I, I want to I wanted to do more of that. Hosting, you know, finding people that I have something in common with and then telling my story because I think it's a great opportunity to witness. Marils, would you pray for us today? Absolutely. Oh, Father, thank you for the privilege of uh, sharing with others what you've done in our lives. And I pray for each and every one of us and those watching and listening to Noah's Window today. I pray that, that you would give us opportunities to share, even though we might feel like we're in a difficult situation. We just pray that you give us those opportunities and uh, help us as we make um, every effort to draw people in uh, and listen to them and then share our story and watch you work in their lives. And we'll just pray that you will... Uh, give us those opportunities, encourage our hearts that we uh, can be used of you, and we'll give you all the glory and the praise and honor, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us uh, from a picnic table in Gunnison, Colorado. Uh, Mary Alice, we have about an hour to eat lunch, drop off our car, and hopefully get on a flight that I hope is here. So, may you have a wonderful Wednesday. May God bless you, and we'll see you very soon. God bless. See you soon.